Hey, what's up, homies? Welcome back to the Homies Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Anthony. I'm Angel. I'm a realtor. I'm a lender. And hopefully together, we can give you homies a pretty good idea of what's happening in today's real estate market. We got a good one for you. We're going to go over some weekly updates for the real estate market. And then Angel is going to give us three tips for home buyers. So you want to make sure you listen in for the end of the video so we can go over those tips. So let's go ahead, Angel, and let's just jump straight into these weekly news updates. So according to Refin, the number of home buyers who locked in mortgage rates for the second for second homes shot up a record 128% year over year in March, making the 10th consecutive month of 80 plus annual growth. So this is huge. Basically, Reemphasizing that right now real estate is hot and alive and people that have money are even purchasing second properties it also does signify that there is an increase in the wallet gap right because now these people are purchasing second homes whereas others that probably weren't invested in the stock market don't have real estate holdings don't necessarily have those means as well and it also specifies that the median sales price for homes in seasonal towns right like Lake Tahoe, places that you would typically vacation are increasing 19% year over year. That's a tremendous increase in median sales price for homes in these seasonal towns. Angel, what catches your attention about this? It's absolutely, it's just crazy, you know, how many to see this grow that much over 100% year over year. Um, and to me, I just wonder if it has to do more with like, the rise of Airbnb and home away. Maybe people are getting into these these second homes also as an investment, of course, you know, renting them out, especially in the seasonal towns, right? The especially a big one right now is Joshua Tree here in California. So I I, I feel like that's probably a reason why second homes are getting a lot bigger. Um, but nevertheless, it's a good sign for the real estate market for sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, that's a good point right there. Airbnbs are explosive right now, especially in Joshua Tree, you know, Palm Springs some of the nearby cities that people tend to vacation in. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the next manual. So forbearance. Black Knight reports that the number of loans in forbearance programs declined last week for the sixth straight time. And it was the largest drop in six months. As of April 6, the number of loans in act uh, the number of loans in active plans was 2.312 million or 4.4% of all home work all homeowners with mortgages. At our peak, we were talking about just short of 5 million homes. So we have less than half what we had at our peak back in April and May. So Angel, what catches your attention about this? It's a great, great sign for just the real estate market again. And another, another, uh, another pretty much key, right? Showing that it's going to be moving in the right direction. That's what the real estate market, the less forbearance, that means less chance of a, of a housing crisis and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I think as we approach the end of the forbearance uh, moratorium, I believe this is going to continue to decline. People are going to want to be out of that before it hits the deadline. So I would expect it to continue to decrease next month. I think it's end of June or end of July. Uh, so it's 18 months forbearance. So it's either 12, 15 or 18 months, depending on when you establish forbearance. Uh, a key thing, 
and I'm gonna list the chart right here. So if you wanna watch it on our YouTube version, Instagram version, you can see it that it's trending downwards. So by the time we start to get towards the end of forbearance, we're gonna be probably closer to like 2% of all homeowners, exactly. maybe even less. So, yeah, so it's a great sign. Again, the more it heads towards the end of the deadline, the, the less homes and forbearance, I believe there will be out there. Yeah, and remember to establish forbearance, there's very little evidence they need to provide to the bank. So for a lot of people, they're like, you know what? I don't wanna pay for my mortgage right now. Why not just push it off to the end of my loan, right? And save, my, and save that money for myself so I can use that for something else, right? So there's a lot of people that were in forbearance and didn't necessarily need it. So that's very why true. we're starting to see this trickle down yeah so and that's a big thing too um a lot of people got into it in the beginning because they were scared like oh my goodness what's gonna happen i think especially like um business owners like what's gonna happen with my business um and then i think once they just realized they don't have to make a payment for a while just speaking from experience <laughs> they just didn't they didn't take themselves out of forbearance yeah. so yeah a lot of people i think are just i mean i guess in a way taking advantage of it right enjoying the fact that they don't have to make a payment right now but truly need it I don't think it's many as many people as much as we think people need it right yeah absolutely so let's jump into the next thing inventory levels how many homes are available on the market right now we all know that this is a tough tough market for home buyers right now right everyone seems like they want to buy a home now and no one wants to sell a home so let's jump into the inventory levels nationwide right now there are about twice as many real estate agents as available listings. That's pretty hilarious as a realtor. Um, <laughs> that means that it's really tough right now to get to get a listing. Not many people want to sell their home. And as of March, there were 20% fewer homes listed than last March. So 20% year over year. In Los Angeles County, that's 27.9% less year over year. That's about 7,000 less listings year over year than we had just last March. So that's a lot less listings. Potential, I'm, I'm sorry, not 7,000, it's closer to like around 3,000, but still, that's a lot less listings. Potential sellers have a lot of concerns, right? And one of the bigger concerns is that if I do sell my property, it's tough to find another one to get into. So that's why a lot of people don't want to sell right now. And on top of that, a lot of these homeowners, they also probably refinance, right? And they got super low interest rates and interest rates are starting to creep up. So they're like, why do I want to you know, sell my home when I have these super low interest rates when interest rates are starting to creep up? So these are some things that uh, we are starting to see. Annual what catches your attention about this inventory levels? Um, no surprise here. You know, we go over the every month, the uh, the market update mm -hmm. so it doesn't surprise me that there's less listings plus obviously we're out in the field we know what it's like right now um rising rates it do, they do help in a sense because they do dwindle down the competition a little bit mm -hmm. um but rates never, nevertheless are still really good actually this month they're doing really good right now over the last week two weeks so rates are doing good right now um but and kind of how we said throughout different podcasts rates don't seem that they're going to get too high by the end of this year or maybe even the end of next year, they should still be fairly low. So I don't think rates are going to be too much of a factor to slow down the market. Um, I think it's that, you know, the, the lack of inventory that's going to continue to make it very, very competitive out there. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and you nailed it right there. So let's jump into the last weekly news update and then Angel's going to 
give us his three tips for home buyers. So mortgage applications, they are, they are declining. And according to mortgage bankers associations, it's for the sixth consecutive week, mm -hmm. right? So there are less buyers week over week for six consecutive weeks. And the average contract interest rate for a 30 year fixed rate mortgage decreased to a, about 3.36%. Uh, Angel, you're a lender, this is your world. Talk to me about this. Um, as far as the rate, that sounds about right, 3.3. It all depends on your situation, right? FHA rates are the lower, conventional rates seem around that ballpark. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, when rates are in the twos, right, everyone's advertising on the line. You know, you can get a 2.2, a 2.1. Um, you know, now that rates are getting higher, um, advertising a three is not as appealing, right? And people who are thinking of buying, it could they could kind of, could kind of scare them off a little bit. So I think as people adjust to the new rates, it's going to, the mortgage applications are going to come back in. I think people just have some misconception that rates are high, but they're really not. They're really, they're historically still low. So I think that, in my opinion, that's probably what has something to do with why the the um, mortgage applications are down right now. Gotcha. Yeah. And this is a good news for you buyers right now. When mortgage applications are down, that means less competition for those homes. And if you were listening to our last week's podcast, we did mention that, yes, the number of active listings is down, but the number of new listings is already at levels that we've been seeing the last five years. So that means that we can expect new listings to probably continue at those same levels moving forward for the rest of the year. So that's really, really good news is that, okay, inventory is probably going to start trending back upwards and we're starting to get less demand. So hopefully that makes it a little bit easier for you home buyers to get your home. So Angel, let's go ahead. Let's jump into three tips for home buyers. What's tip number one for home buyers that you would give them right now? I got four for you just because one I say all the time, so I don't want to count that one. But that's the first one I'm going to start mm -hmm. off with is getting pre-approved before you are looking at a home, before you begin looking at homes, right? I can't stress that enough. It is extremely, extremely important for you to sit down with the lender, um, know exactly where your credit scores, your credit scores are at, what's showing on your credit report, what debts you have, your income, your assets. How much do you actually qualify for? Don't be one of those people that go out, fall in love with a home, and then realize that they don't qualify for it, or they do qualify for it, but that monthly payment doesn't meet their um, their needs, right? What they're looking for. It's extremely, extremely important to go speak to a lender and get the pre-approval before you look at any homes. Plus, Anthony can speak about this. Um, Listing agents aren't even letting you in homes right now unless you're pre-approved. They don't, they don't want to waste any time. There's too many people already looking at the home. So it's extremely important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when I'm showing homes nowadays, realtors are like, can you please send me pre-approval letter, DU, proof of funds, essentially everything you needed in an offer pack. You know, I'm like, whoa, this isn't what it was like just a year ago. But it makes sense right now, right? Because two reasons. One, if you're going to go into a stranger's house, they want to make sure that you're ready to purchase a home because you we're, we're still living in this COVID uh, economy, right? So we still need to be very courteous of other people. And then number two, right now there's so little inventory and so much demand that they don't want to take up a slot for someone that doesn't have the means to purchase yet, right? You want to book that slot up with someone that has the means to purchase and has all their ducks lined up and ready to make an offer if they like the property. So Angel, that's an excellent one. 
What's a second tip that you would give? Um, my second one, which I see a lot of people for whatever reason, and I get it, um, why you may be a little scared of this, but it's extremely important, and that is to run your credit. Like I feel like every time you know people want to get pre-qualified, they want to know how much they qualify for, but they don't want the hard inquiry on their credit report. If you are serious about purchasing a home, if you are serious about making, you know, becoming a homeowner and taking that next big step, running a running your credit is extremely, extremely important. Like there's just no way around it. You have to get it done. We can't, you know, referring to something called the DU, which is just an, an automated system we run your loan application through. We can't get an approval, which means we can't show the sellers that you're serious without having a credit report. And along with that, if you need something to fix on your credit, how are we going to be able to help you if we don't know what's on your credit, right? That's something I, I, I never understood is like someone's like, I mean, my credit's low, but I don't want to run it because I don't have a, you know, I don't want a hard inquiry. I don't want my score to drop. And I understand that, of course, you know, no one wants your, their credit score to drop. But um, the only way to really help you get it up is by running it and seeing what we can do to help you out. But yeah, that's a very big one, in my opinion, is don't be scared to run your credit if you're gonna, you know, if you're really serious about purchasing as soon as possible. It's, it's very necessary. Or even if you're interested in purchasing in six months, it's good to know where you're at today because mm -hmm. it may take longer than six months to get where you need to be. That's something I see big as well. Don't mean to ramble on, but that's another thing I see is where people are scared to run their credit and then when they finally do and they're ready to buy and everything's good to go, something's wrong with their credit. So yes, running your credit is very critical if you are 100% serious about purchasing a home. Absolutely. I actually recommend buyers to get pre-approved about three months before they actually start to look at homes so that if something comes up on their credit or they need to work on income or whatever it would be, you can talk to the lender. He will guide you or she will guide you so that you have everything lined up when it's actually really time and you have nothing to worry about. Angel, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. So let's just say I'm shopping for rates. Mm -hmm. If you're shopping for rates, do you get a hard inquiry multiple times or how does the bank look at those inquiries? To my understanding, if you do within two weeks, a two week span um, at different banks, they only count it as one hard inquiry. Um, so that's to my understanding. Gotcha. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, Angel, what's your third tip for homeowners or home buyers right now? Um, this is a big one as well. I mean, all of these are big, but um, something I see happen a lot is people have mattress money, right? Money they have at home, money that they don't have in their bank account. They don't trust banks. Unfortunately, when you're purchasing a home, you have to trust obviously the bank you're getting the money from and also your bank account, putting your money in your, in your funds and getting them seasoned. So um, it is important if you have cash at home to start putting it in the bank when you're getting, when you're getting ready to buy, when it's coming to that time, because cash money the bank cannot source that money right so it needs to be in your bank account seasoned for two months it's critically it's, it's very critical of that um you could have a hundred thousand dollars sitting at home but none of that matters when you're purchasing a home what matters is what's in your bank account what we can see in your last two months of bank statements and that the money's seasoned so that also goes back to going to that pre-approval process with the lender letting them know your situation you know Letting them know you know, just the truth, right? So I think some people try to hide that too. I don't have money at home. Be honest with your lender. Your lender's here to guide you and to put you in that position to purchase a home, right? That's our job. So keep your funds in your bank account and make sure that they are seasoned for at least two months. Um, yeah, that one's very, very critical. Yeah. And how does that work for a gift, Angel? So a gift, if you're getting, if, someone, if someone's gifting you money, right? And they, they also don't have, you know, 
which it does happen. They don't have the money in their bank account. They have to have it seasoned in their bank for one month on an FHA loan. On a conventional loan, there's actually, there is no, there is no season necess necessary. We just need a gift letter for that one um, on a conventional, but FHA, uh, NBA, we're going to need a, a month of bank statements already seasoned. Gotcha. What if you have, you know, a parent or someone that's going to gift you the money? Should they gift it directly to escrow or should they just gift it to your account? Um, directly to escrow. So a lot of people want to do it before, you know, before they start the process or before they're in escrow. It's best, just makes it a lot easier. You know, I'm actually just explaining to a client right now. They're like, why do we have to put, do it straight to escrow? So just trust me on this. It makes it a lot easier. Um, less documentation, less sourcing of money that way. Um, so whenever you're in escrow, the bank will wire the money directly. Or excuse me, your your gifter, your donor will wire the money directly to the escrow company. Never, It will never touch your account. That's just the best and, and safest and fastest way. Gotcha. So you mentioned you had a four tip for home or home buyers. What is that? So once you are in escrow, right, and everything's good to go, you're about to purchase your home. One thing I cannot stress enough, do not open any new credit lines. That's very, very, very big. Some people at the end of escrow decide, hey, let me let me get my furniture ready. I'm about to close in a week. Don't do that. When Once we're towards the end of escrow, the bank will do just the last, not a hard inquiry, but just a little soft inquiry. Make sure no credit lines are open. If the credit lines are open, then they're gonna it's gonna open a whole new can of worms. You're gonna have to get documentation, and that opening that line of credit could cause you your whole your whole escrow to fall out, right? So be patient. Especially, I think a lot of people do it because they're getting ready to buy a home. You know, they want to have their furniture when they buy. Just hold it off till you get your keys. The moment you get your keys, you can open as much you want with your credit. You have your home already. Um, don't buy a car. Any credit credit cards, loans, nothing. Just don't open them. Even the credit cards you have right now, I wouldn't suggest putting large amounts on them as well. Just keep everything as, as close to where it was when you when you got pre-qualified and you'll be good throughout the process as far as your credit goes. Gotcha. That's a really, really important tip. Do not open any credit lines or use or make any significant purchase on your credit cards when you're in escrow. Remember, escrow is only about 30, 45 days top. So just hold off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Once you get the keys, Go bananas. Yep. <laughs> Just spend money responsibly. Yeah, uh, that course. was a really good tip, Angel. Um, I hope you homies enjoyed this podcast. Angel, you have any last words? Um, be patient, buyers. I'm going to say that every podcast right now just because I think it's so critical. Um, don't don't hate your... If your realtor's out there showing your homes every weekend, you know, busting his or her tail off, don't be mad at them. It's not their fault necessarily. It's, it's just the market's competitive. Mm -hmm. So please be patient and... Um, I promise everything will fall in line for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Keep your heads up. Market's a little tough for home buyers right now, but the right home will come. Just continue to keep at it. Thank you, homies, for joining us for today's podcast. Again, this is Anthony. I'm Angel. And I want to wish you all the best. Take care and stay safe. Thank you. Hey, homies, it's Anthony. This podcast contains my opinions and is for educational purposes only. It does not guarantee any projections and should not serve as a basis for any purchase or sale in real estate.